It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Friday, August 12th, 2022, New England Patriots running back James White is retiring after eight NFL seasons with the uh, the Pats. This is the Play Action Pass podcast. We're your hosts, Matt, at MattMayFF on Twitter. Uh, Tony, Lightside7 is with us as always, and Rob yep. is now definitely a regular. Um, part of the furniture. Ten. Yeah, part of the furniture with his two fans. Yeah, two, two fan Rob. Yeah. Two fan Rob. There he is. Well, he's, only two two, he's only got two fans. He's only got two fans. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my wife and my boy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that's a, a plea to uh, to get all the Rob on Twitter and tell him he's doing a good job. He's only got the two fans. Um, happy Friday, gents. How are you both doing? How hot are you? How unbearable is this heat? That's for sure. Uh, I'm all right in the heat. I thought um, it could be hotter. <laughs> never, yeah, satisfied. Right. never satisfied never satisfied never satisfied no what about you Bob? I'm going to go for a dip in my pool after so uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> paddling will be yes yeah yeah we'll all be over straight after this mate. why are we not recording from your pool in, in the hot tub yeah yeah, yeah. Well, not hot tub, in the it cold will be a cold tub, tub. yeah, we'll yeah. Hot tub. absolutely um, what's your reaction to the, the James White news mentioned at the top there oh well I I, I not sure how closely we've been following it through the offseason, but it did feel like it was coming. I mean, if anyone's on the pup without kind of finishing the season with a, you know, a serious injury, that that scares me usually. So, yeah, it, it wasn't nice to hear because obviously he's been kind of a big, big time fancy, you know, player in, in PPR leagues, especially, I think, over the years. Um, and actually, you know, really good real life player. Um, thinking about his Super Bowl performances, obviously. But um, Belichick's loved him, hasn't he, for the last eight years? And I'm sure you'd be sorely missed. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, I, I think he's been fizzled there the last few years, so it's, it doesn't come as a surprise you know, as far as impact. Not really, um, not that really bothered about it, to be honest. I don't think it's that much of an impact on the team. Um, no doubtful this year. So, but yeah, but it'd be, uh, it's the fallout, isn't it? And who picks up what? going forward which would be interesting yeah that's the fun stuff um and yeah and, and pre-season two pre-season games last night ravens beat the titans giants beat Pats. did you guys catch any of the highlights and what are your thoughts roberto yeah 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 well i i watched game pass this morning um I, to be honest i fast forwarded a little bit of the giants game after a lot of the starters <laughs> went out, but um, I was, yeah, a few players I, I pick out. I mean, I, I watched Barkley. He looked, he looked okay. I wouldn't say he looked great, um, but what I was, I was pleased with was the the amount of work that he seems to be. You know, he, he's looking like he's going to get. So he's, he's certainly looking like a three down back, no questions. And I think they were trying to find him on the short passes when Daniel Jones wasn't looking deep. So I think that's that's a good thing. But I, I think the concerns are still there from last year for me. I know it's preseason, but the line didn't look great. And I think he didn't look to me, it wasn't any noticeable gaps where he's gonna just, you know, break off a 60 yard run. So that would be my one concern. So I probably think where is ADP is the moment it's end of the second is probably about right at the moment. I think there's a lot of people saying, oh you know could creep into the first, but on that first game, um, I would probably say not not yet for me. Um, that game, 
Yeah, I, uh, I thought the game was all right. You know, the preseasons, considering you know what we watched last week, they're only going to get better now. The closer we get there, um, it was nice to see the starters in for multiple series. I thought Daniel Jones would only have one, but he came back out for the whole first quarter. I think if I remember correctly, he looked okay, scrambling around as normal. Um, looked like he rushed for a few first downs. Uh, on the New England side. Uh, Thornton got a lot of playing time, then he scored a touchdown, but he dropped a couple of deep ones as well, or just missed out on them. He looked okay, looked like there was a bit of separation on the deep balls. But again, how much is he going to play as a rookie? You know, the fact that he's playing now might not be a good sign. Aguilar still hasn't moved, so keep an eye close eye on him. If if Nelson Aguilar moves, then Thornton might be a late round flyer, but he's one to watch if he gets cut. Um, Harris Strong, is it Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong played looked okay. Yeah, the, the the actual New England running game looked better than the Giants one. I think I agree with Rebecca on the line. But by then, obviously, the starters are out and we're into the second and third strings. So the the other game um, I watched as well a little bit of the, the again at the start. Uh, you know, the main um, first or second quarter. Malik Willis looked rusty at the start but I think he settled down obviously scored a Russian touchdown connected a couple of long bombs as well if I remember correctly um, I mean we know his game you know it, the short to medium accuracy didn't look great if I'm honest um, he looked like a rookie there could have been a pick on the first drive uh, that would have been an interesting start to his uh, career but uh, yeah Chestnut I think had a fumble which wasn't great right at the start so Haskins came in uh, what happened on the Ravens side? Can't remember who started running back. Mike Davis scored a touchdown, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Isaiah likely looked all right as well. I liked him. Yeah, I think he, he looked yeah. good. I, I mean, I, I've been on off season for Dynasty. Julius Chestnut is a player that I've picked up in all the leagues. Um, but I think he looked good. I mean, I know he fumbled. He fumbled. Yeah. yeah but even though he, he's a huge back, he's got pace, power. He looked much better than Haskins for me. Um, yeah. So I think he, he could be in line to maybe try and steal the second um, yeah, second behind Henry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You have to fight for his place. I think I think uh, uh, Ray will come out and said that um, you know yeah to shore up his hands, but he's got a good yeah he's he, he looked good. So so I liked him and yeah and Isaiah likely looked really good for a rookie. I thought for a tight end. You know I mean obviously again it's only preseason. Uh, but there's no danger. There's no danger there to. Oh start, no, no, that's you know, okay. yeah. he's only twenty one and twenty two, so he's one yeah. for dynasty for the future. If you know, if you're if you're looking for tight end pickups, but you've got to be patient with these guys, haven't you? Mm-hmm. All right, nice, nicely uh, covered, gents. Let's move on to news with a twist. Then, so I've got a couple for you. Well, I've got three actually, so I've got a few. So nice, easy one, softball one. I'm sure you'll get this fairly quickly. Consortium, including Lewis Hamilton, purchases NFL franchise for a record $4.65 billion. Who are we talking about here? They're not in the news matches team, so who are we talking about? Say again. Consortium, including Lewis Hamilton, purchases NFL franchise for a record $4.65 billion. Oh, no. I, don't, I have no idea. Atlanta. Yeah, it's wild. Atlanta. Atlanta is a guess for Tony. Rob, go on, give us a guess. What else do you Let's go with the um, Jets. The Jets and Atlanta, two, two fierce teams are going to do well this year. They, well, they, there was the Denver Broncos, and the, and the joke for me was they're not a news match because 
there's a there's a lot of talk about him. Um, what's going to happen there in the offense? Yeah, Denver Broncos uh, have been purchased by the consortium led by uh, well, including uh, Thomas uh, Lewis Hamilton, not uh, not led by Lewis Hamilton. Uh, although I'm sure he's got plenty of cash floating about. But yeah, um, so that was confirmed yesterday. Uh, so yeah, so. Some general uh, news with a twist there. I've got another one for you. So new to the new to the team, new to the Bears offense, uh, wide receiver, just undergone surgery, um, expected to be out for eight weeks, potential angle, angle issues. Who is it? Nikhil. Yeah. Nikhil. Everyone's favorite um, comeback story, Nikhil Harry. I was waiting for it. Oh, it matters. It matters when you got him on your dynasty team. Yeah. You're clinging on to him for the Keep faith for Velas Jones. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a uh, final one. This is a deeper one. So we got a, a former first round uh, wide receiver battling for a roster spot. Is a humbling experience. He recently came out and said. Um, I can make it a bit easier and tell you it's uh, it's for the Eagles. So who's the guy saying that battling for a Eagles roster spot is a humbling experience? Former first round. Rager, Jalen Rager. players, isn't it? Yeah. Jalen Rager, there he is. He's still around. He's still around. He's still around, is he? Is he going to make the team? Well, he's saying it's a humbling experience, so uh, take from that what you will. Um, and then in other news, Tom Brady absent from the Buccaneers practice. Uh, Probably personal reasons will not return until after August 20th. But there's confidence from the team that he'll uh, he'll make the first week. Um, so yeah, one to keep an eye on um, ahead of uh, redrafts as, as we kick into the season. Moving on from the news, then question of the week. So uh, this is a tough one. We talked about this briefly offline that it, it could be a bit of a tough one. You're going to go off the cuff on this. So which player? And, and the context is key here. Typically drafted in the first five rounds. So we're, we're not talking about players that just get left out of the drafts and end up on the waiver wires. We're talking about players that people will go after. But the, you yeah. guys are just absolutely refusing to leave drafts this year. They could drop to you and you just you don't want anything to do with them. Is there a player front of mind? Tony will come to you first. You're just like, I don't want anything to do with them. In the first five rounds? Do you in the first say? five rounds, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know where he's cool. going. Yeah, I think he's going. I'm going to say Deontay Johnson for me because I, you know, I think he is around that four five turn or whatever. Um, and he's towards the back end of that first five rounds, but he is someone when you get into that range, you know, we are looking at other players uh, there that I would easily take over him, just not that confident in um, in the QB situation or the offense in general. I think it's going to be kind of a slow, you know, there in the league with the, the Browns and the Ravens. I'm not sure. It's a very, it feels like a very defensive league. Obviously, Ben's been there throwing it around the last couple of years. Deontay Johnson's very quick to separate, so that's kind of linked well with Ben. But I'm not sure um, how Trubisky or even Pickett's going to be favor. You know, if they're going to be favoring that quick slant or the, you know, the quick, quick twitch receiver on the outside, and they, they might feel more comfortable throwing it up to the tight end or to someone like Chase Claypool or Pickens or you know. I just can't see Deontay Johnson having that volume, so he's quite an easy skip for me in that range. Okay, nice. So if you take him this year, then we've got uh, all right to boo you uh, yeah. out, out of the draft. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, what about you, mate? Anyone you just disgusted by? Um, 
I'm sure they're disgusted in the field. <laughs> but um, I think I think we mentioned last week. I think probably if we stay on the wide receiver theme, I'm probably staying off DK Metcalf, um, just because the quarterback they haven't brought in anyone else. They've still got Geno Smith and Drew Locke. It doesn't go you know, any confidence for the offense. Um, I think they're going to be quite run heavy again this year. So yeah, where he's going. He probably has dropped a bit, I think, on ATP, but he's still, I think, he's that third or fourth frame pick, and I won't be having him there. Um, great talent, like I said, I think last week, great talent. Dynasty, you know, still want him long term, but for redraft, I just worry, you know, Lockett's still going to get some work, you know, uh, they're going to probably get the running backs involved in the pass game a little bit if they can. Line's not great, but the, you know, the quarterback's terrible, so I can't see how he can, how he can justify those uh, early round picks. Okay, nice. Cheers, folks. Good, good context around that as well. And uh, anyone listening, uh, will agree or disagree, obviously, uh, have your say on, on our Twitter accounts. Um, but I think that's good advice to take if, if anyone uh, is interested in it. Um, on to the main topic, the theme is upside. I've got four discussion points. Um, and again, I'm coming at you with tough ones. We'll start off at the QB position. Um, and Tony, we talked about this um, when we were at the Fancy Collective uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Great event. Um, you know, looking at, and, and, and you know, this is something that, um, you know, could be a strategy for many people. Who, who is going to be um, this year's Jalen Hurts and why is how I framed this? But realistically, we're looking at, you know, who's the QB that's slipping down the board that you can take in you know, the 10th round and is going to, you know, is going to have upside to potentially be a league winner. Um, so come at it from that angle. Who's that QB? And there's one name that sticks out and is rising in uh, draft boards, and I'm sure we'll all have to bet. Who, who you think Who's that, that then? You well, tell me who that is first. That's, that's Trey Lance, I'd say. Okay, you... I won't talk about it then. I'm going to okay. say Justin Fields. I'm going to say Justin Okay, Fields. fantastic. I, I like think... that a lot. I like that. I... Rebecca can talk about Lance. I know he likes him anyway, <laughs> if he wants to go down. But I think Fields might have. Now, I, I, the thing with Fields is it's upside his cap. So when we talk about J- J- Jalen Hurts, I think he finished the top six last year. Um, so I think his, I think Fields' upside is actually around there. No more, probably. I wouldn't say he's got top five upside. The reason why, you know, his pass catches are not good enough. We're not taking any of them in their respective top twelves or top fifteen. Komet's probably flirting that, but you know, he's a tight end and. Um, Mooney's not getting into that top 15 at the moment so you know it's hard to see where his upside is but obviously in four point passing touchdown leagues he can easily get to where Hurts was last year you think of how much Hurts actually threw the ball wasn't that much um, and Tavonda Smith didn't really have a massive impact as a wide receiver so I can see Fields having a very similar year if it all goes right to, to, to Hurts um, yeah, to Hurts, just because on the on the basis, actually, last year they had one tight end in Goddard, one receiver in Devonta Smith, and they run the ball quite a lot. Now, obviously, the rushing is there, which is why you want to pick someone who's got that rushing upside. So Fields has got that. Um, and I actually think they'll be probably more throw-happy than the Eagles were last year. So I can't see... I can see quite a close comparison between those two. Um, for, you know, from looking at the weapons, looking at the Russian ability. Um, but there's a lot more that could go wrong. So that was a kind of like a perfect storm really last year with Eagles. Um, there's a lot more that could go wrong with the uh, fields. 
So I'm I'm reluctant to say it is going to happen, but I could, could see a scenario where it gets up to that same level as last year. Yeah, nice. Yeah, making a case for the upside. Rob, are you going to say yeah, Trey still, Lance? Or are you still going to go like, yeah, because I was the two names I written that wrote yeah. was Trey Lance and Fields. So I think both are mentioned. Yeah, I'll talk about Lance again. I think um, I mean the good thing about Lance is is the safe floor, uh, and I think. I think Tony was on Hertz last year. I think he had him in in one of our in the redraft league. I think, yeah, even exactly. though yeah, he's got he's got he's got a good floor for running. Um, I think it's a safe floor for him, but he's also then got that build up side that if he can pass the ball well with the weapons they've got with Kittle, um, Debo, and Ayuk, then you know there's potential for a top five finish there. So you know that that's all the good things. The bad things, obviously, he's not getting a lot of. Um, positive feedback on his throwing so that, that's the downside of, of the upside of that if, if mm-hmm. I'm saying. but but the floor is there i think this, you know for as long as shanahan you know draws up these run plays for him i think his floor is safe um so you know i, I think you draft him with confidence and, and, and at a late eight nine ten round and feel happy with it and he's still got that upside to go with it um whether he'll finish as a top five, I mean, Hurts did it with absolute, like like Tony said, with, with dreadful receivers last year. So he's got the cream of the cream uh, as a receiving core. So it's all there for him. Um, and yeah, and I think the market is slowly starting. But I, I did a, I've done a couple of redraft um, rookie draft, uh, redraft um, mock drafts just to sort of get a feel for where players are going. And I'm finding he's still going quite late, um, nine and ten. But I think by draft season that'll probably like seven, eight, I would probably say. Um, but you know, most people try after quarterbacks late. That's that's the sort of tier. Yeah, agreed. And we're and we're saying um, the confidence is more in Trey Lance than Fields. I think with the offense, I think it's just the offense is got a, it's good, it gives him the edge. But I think um, I think they both they both got the similar weapons. You know, both good long deep throwers, both good rushers. But I just think you know you've got to bet on the offense as opposed to and the and the coach as opposed to field, you know Lance to Fields for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would put, I would probably put Lance ahead of Fields. You know, in terms of chances to get up to that top five. Yeah, nice. Um, all right, moving on to wide receiver position then. So, who could be this year's Cooper Cup and why? I mean, this is a tough question because. Cooper Cup was an absolute uh, revelation last year for anyone who had managed to pick him up in the, I think it was by the fourth round. Um, who I did? Who I did in our redraft league? Did you have him? You just said Hurts. You didn't have Jefferson, did you? Cup. No, Cup. Oh, sorry, Cup. Sorry. Yeah. We, Cup. Knows, we knows on, uh, on Rob's mind. No, right. no, I don't think. I, yeah, so who, I'll just remind everyone, Matt, saying who is this year's Hurts? Who is this year's Cup? They were both on my. Uh, Winning fancy team last year. Keep go. going, Matt. Keep going. Fancy winners. Look, not planned either. Although uh, I did give you added access to the show sheet. Uh, yeah, tonight, I know. So I'm sure fourth round, it. fourth round cup though. I pretty much every league I had him in, I won last year. So he was the clear outlier. Um, who's going to be this year? Rebel, you go first this time. Shoot. Um, tricky one, but I don't think anyone will be cup. If I'm honest, I don't think anyone's going to score the same amount of points as yeah, that. Agreed. But I think if I had to pick someone. I'm going to go, uh, I wrote three day, three names down, but I'm going to go with the least favourite one. And I think that's probably C.D. Lamb. And I think it's a bit of a gamble, but I think if you look at the offence, you look at the weapons that Prescott's got this year, there isn't much behind C.D. Lamb. I mean, there's talk of Tolbert doing well in camp, but 
you know, they've got this Vehigo, they've got, um, is it Frasher, is it Fasher, Frasher? Um, these are all, yeah, yeah, these are all players that are, are not going to give CD Lamb any problems. So, you know, his target share should be huge, you know, 25 to 30%, I would imagine. Um, I think Tony mentioned it before. We haven't seen it from Lamb. We haven't seen him, you know, take that next step. But it's all, you know, it's all there for him. There. There's no Cooper. Um, Schultz is, is only on a, a, on a long term. They didn't do a contract renewal, did they? So he, he's, he's there as a second, I think, as a secondary option. But I think if they're going to be an up-tempo offense and they're going to score lots of points, then Lamb has got a great chance to, to lead the league in, in, in yards and, and, and receptions. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, um, I guess the other two be interested to see what the other two names were. But Justin Jefferson's got a real chance to go number one overall, um, overall as well, actually, as well as wide receiver one overall. I think is he's shown and obviously two outstanding years so far. Um, Cousins, his relationship with Cousins is the one that's key. I think for me that that makes me think that they could do that leap. Obviously, Cup. Um, Stafford had that first year together where they just hit it off. But we're now looking at year three uh, for Jefferson. And Thielen's going to be a year older. Um, they definitely didn't bring anyone in to that wide receiver three role. I think they love KJ Osborne, so do I. Um, but I think it's just it's just going to be the Jefferson show when they throw it. I think he'll be peppered with targets. I can see something uh, very similar. I could see quite easily a very similar. Um, output from Jefferson to what someone like Devontae Adams had with Rogers last year. Um quite easily, you know, always looking in his direction. If the touchdowns come for Jefferson, then he'll get up there. But that's the bottom line. I think the the deep and intermediate rights he, he wins on them all day. The line looks good enough to to hold cousins off play action. I think I'm really excited to see what the new um offensive uh scheme's going to be, but there's a lot of talk that it looks very similar to the Rams again, so there's another kind of link there. We know he can play in the slot from college with with Burrow. We don't see it that much, to be honest, in the league because he's winning outside. Um, but again, it's the fact that, you know, Irv Smith and Thielen uh, is main competitors for targets, so I can see Jefferson just exploding this year. Yeah, nice. And, and you're right, let's see those other two names, Bob. No, well, Jefferson was obviously the one was the other one. I've also written down, but I mean, I think he's done it already. And obviously, it's Diggs. I think Diggs could, um, he had a good two, 2020. I think he could bounce back and lead the league again in receptions. He's got the quarterback. I, I don't buy into too much of the Gabe Davis hype, but Diggs could, you know, he could easily end up with a, another superstar season. So he would be like um, a dark horse to, to lead, you know, to, to lead the league. But not really um someone who hasn't done it yet he's obviously he's had a great season absolutely and uh jefferson's just been talking very fondly of uh of how the offense is looking and feeling and all the space that he thinks he's going to be able to get so yeah i mean he is going to fly off uh the draft boards very <laughs> early um it's going to be interesting to see where he's taking in some of these especially in our home league um mm-hmm. I just think the touchdowns, just only quickly. I just yeah, the touchdowns, touchdowns I is, is, yeah, the touchdowns is the key for me because with Adams, obviously, he had a ton of touchdowns. And I think as long as Phelan stays healthy, I think there's yeah. a danger that he doesn't. This is with the comparison with Chase, whereas, you know, you guys are, are, are Tony, for example, is Chase, is Jefferson over Chase, where I'm Chase over Jefferson. 
I think Chase could end up with something like 12 to 14 touchdowns, where I can only see Jefferson scoring maybe, you know, six to eight at best. So that's the mm. difference. Yeah, if you can get up to those double digits, then Jefferson's an absolute smash. You get the time. Absolutely. Right, moving on to the running back position. Um, framed a little bit differently, but we're looking for a name here that is not currently drafted as a top 10 running back uh, off the board, but has the best chance of finishing top five overall. So who these players with that top five upside that are currently being drafted outside of that top 10? Um, yeah. top 10. All right. Okay. So I'll say some names. You tell me if they're in the top 10. Aaron Jones, is he in the top 10? Aaron Jones is not currently well, I'm drafted. taking him then. Because <laughs> I think he's got okay wherever he is. Then if he's not in the top ten, he's got top five upside. It's impossible for me not to think that he hasn't now. Um, I mean, with receivers, they're not. It doesn't look like they're going to bring anyone in. And if they do now, um, you know, they've got to gain that respect from Adams uh, from Rogers quite quickly. I. It looks like it's going to be Sam Watkins, Randall Cobb, Christian Watson, who's on pup. Romeo Dubs, who's a rookie, doing very well as a rookie, but he's still a rookie. Jones is going to get enough work in the passing. So, you know, to get into that top five, you need to be, you don't even necessarily have to be a complete workhorse to get there. You know, you look at someone like Austin Eckler, I can't see the difference between Eckler and Jones um, because I think the target's going to be there for Jones. And he gets the goal line work as well. Surprisingly, he's in. He's in. And even if Dylan wants to get more goal line, goal line work, Jones will be split out wide to the slot. So there's no reason why they can't start two of them down in the red zone, which makes me think that, you know, you've got to have you've got to have pass catching ability to be a top five um, running back. And the best pass catcher outside the top ten at the moment, you know, in my opinion, is Aaron Jones. So he would be in there for me. Nice, Aaron Jones, and he is creeping up uh, ADPs. Rob, um, check us a name. Yeah, so. <sighs> Again, I don't know. I think it must be outside the top two, but I, I would say either Elliot or Acres. Is any of those two out of the top ten? They're both yeah, miles okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's go with Acres then, because I think he's probably the the one that a lot of people are fading this year. Um, mixed reasons, but I think probably the injury and not looking good in the playoffs. But I think a lot of that is. I think people got to remember in the playoffs you're playing the best teams, so they're going to have the best lines, best defensive lines, and. You know, so it's not it's not easy for anybody uh, in, in you know on a run to a Super Bowl. But I think you just got to go back to Gurley. I think um, you know, Sean he he he's always he's always run out to be one running back. I mean, he's mentioned lately that he's going to play Henderson and Acres. I think I don't believe that. I think Acres is going to get the large majority of the work, 60, 40, 70, 30 splits. They're going to be a great offense. We've already talked about Cooper Cup. They've brought in Alan Robinson. They got Staffords. It's all there for the team. They're the Super Bowl champions, so they're going to get lots of red zone opportunities. So I cannot see why Akers can't score, you know, in excess of 30, 40 touchdowns plus if he stays healthy. Yes, he might not get all the catch work, but he probably doesn't need it. You know, he could probably rush for 11, 1,200 yards and have 13, 14 touchdowns, and he's probably going to be borderline top five running back. So he's young. He's got all the tools. I think he's a year removed from his... his um, Achilles. So yeah, I would say that he's he's got great upside. 
Nice. Two great picks there. Two exciting, uh, exciting picks. I like that a lot. Um, moving on to the tight end then. So who has the best chance of breaking into um, that elite tier uh, this year? So we saw Schultz, a bit of a revelation last year, finishing as the tight end three. Who, who, who are those mid-range tight ends that you're thinking, okay, they've got some upside that could go in and challenge some of the more renowned names in that position? I think Cole Komet's a good name to be brought up in this series, uh, in this space. I think he's got, he's got, you know, what you want from a tight end. And he didn't get the touchdowns last year. But, you know, if you can get touchdowns, then you, as a tight end, you're already pushing boundaries of, of the upper kind of tiers. So I think um, there's no reason why, if you look at their team, Moon is quite a smaller guy. Um, again, you know, Byron Pringle's not going to scare you off off Komet's the one who has size down in the red zone and if um, Fields does move the ball as we talked earlier then it doesn't I, I can't see why he doesn't get the targets because of the lack of wide receiver competition and then the red zone because of the lack of the size so um, there's no reason why Komet can't step up a few tiers um, again the only reason would be is if Fields doesn't come through yeah nice Komet's a great pick and I think he's, he's Big talker come out on uh, on Twitter, bit of a Twitter darling. Um, Rob, what about you? Um, honestly, I don't think anyone's gonna break into that elite tier. I think that's that. I think that elite tier is shrinking by the day. I think it's only just two names for me now, and that's obviously Andrews and Kelsey. I think Kittle, Waller, they're on the fringes, but um, they that I think has a chance of finishing quite high. I think it's probably probably getting faded a bit and dropping an ADP, and that's Dallas Goddard. I think there's a lot of talk of obviously AJ Brown, and I'm a big believer in that. But if Jalen Hurts is going to take a step forward and they're going to pass more, um, he was his go-to last year. Yes, he didn't have the weapons, but I think his position is safe. You know, he's a tight end, so he's going to be on the field a lot. I think the one who probably loses out for me is Devontae Smith as far as targets. Um, and if it does go Goddard's way and he gets his six to eight targets a week, then um, there's you know there's upside there for him to have a, a good season. Will he finish a top five? Maybe if he if he is definitely the number two and it isn't Smith, then um, then yeah, I think he's a, he's a good pick. And especially if he's going in round seven or eight, so I'll be looking out for him. I, I you know to, to break into that elite tier, I, I I just can't. I don't see anybody at the moment in the, in the um, in the space that I think can can take that jump up. I mean, Waller was Waller when I think you had him. Yeah, Tony, I think you had to pick Waller. Yeah, I think you're having lots of Waller. Yeah, Waller, not last year, but yeah, no, no, with yeah, Waller, yeah. he um, I don't, I, you know, he hasn't really repeated, is he? So I think it's it's difficult to um, yeah, it's really tricky to, to get to say someone's going to jump about the DT. It'll probably be someone you just don't think is yeah. Be. I, I, yeah, that's why I picked Kamat, but I didn't really think he was going to jump into that top two. I think I was aiming for that Hawkinson, Walla, you know, maybe got at the range. Someone who's going to step up a few tiers. Um, yeah, I like Goddard. I think the more I didn't like him really when AJ Brown signed, but I think the more I think about what's actually going to happen, um, the more I like Goddard. So, yeah, I like that one. It's a great pick. Um... All right, that's awesome. Thank you, gents. Uh, really good context there. Over to the random draft. This is a, we'll do a super quick one here. So um, last week we done movies. What's your 101? This time it's chocolate bars. Rob, you're going to play a chocolate bar that no one's ever heard of in the 1920s, obviously. Yeah. You, 
Just, right. just to sort of uh, go back to last week, I have seen Interstellar before. Uh, no. I did. I IMDb'd and had a look at it. You can't. And I, I got to say, you for me, that. your takes are way off. <laughs> way no, off. That not is, even, that not is even close. That is <laughs> not even close. Well, but I have seen it. I have What's seen he doing it. on the podcast? Get him off. Honestly, yeah. yeah. We'll be replacing him. Yeah. <laughs> Big Interstellar fan. Yeah. But that's how we... Titanic that's how we is his number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Oh, he's still crazy about it. Um, so yeah, Chocolate Bar 101. Go on, Rob, you're you're coming in with these balls. Go on, and um, I think for me, it's it's I don't think it's out all year round though, so it's an easy one for me when it is out. And I have loads of loads. It's Cabbage Egg, I think. Uh, love, love, classic, that's love, a classic. Class, love the insides of the cream egg, so yeah, that would be my um, my chocolate bar. It's 101 chocolate, chocolate off the board, chocolate egg, chocolate egg, look at that. Could have had a subcategory, yeah. <laughs> Tony, yeah. what have you got? Um, I'm going to go with a boost. A boost? That's yeah. A, that, that, is a, that is a little blast for the past, but uh, it's not sleeper, really. That is. Well, it is a sleeper. That's a sleeper. sleeper. Yeah. I like that. I like a boost. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Not much to say more apart from that. Mate. No, I mean, we've, co- <laughs> we've covered it there. We've covered chocolate bars <laughs> and those two. I mean, there's nothing There's nothing else like that. Um, all right. Well, uh, it, in the interest... What's mine? Mine's a double decker. Double I was going to say crunchy. I was going to say shade like crunchy. a crunchy. Yeah. Crunchy. Isn't that similar than a double decker? I think they similar. Oh, no, mate. They're not, are they? Oh, okay. No, I've honeycomb a crunchy. I do like a crunchy, though. I wouldn't say no for crunchy, but uh, <laughs> double decker. Or, or Kinder Bueno. Or, um, I'm not saying I've got loads. Yeah, I'm not saying I've got loads lined up. But uh, Lion Bar as well, yeah, some great choices. But, uh, you know, this is what you can expect from this podcast. We're just getting into the final yeah. details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where you come here for the uh, for this sort of content. Um, in the interest of time, I'll limit this to one question, and I'm going to go with uh, from the show sheet. I'll go with number two. So, um, again, these are questions I've stolen from Twitter, not directly asked to us. But uh, so, if you do have some questions, definitely fire them away. But until then, we will be stealing from the feed. This one was uh, at fake uh, footballs. If you had to pick today, who's going to win 2022 Offensive Rookie of the Year? Well, I, um, Tony, we'll go to you first. If, if I had to pick had today, right now, I would say Drake London. Drake London. Rob, is he oh, still... Let me, hang on, Roberto's going to have him. So I'll, well, I've, I've I'll got a couple, pick. but I, I thought you were going well, to be told, but, but I thought... No, so I went, I'm going to say okay, Drake no, London. You, you stick with Drake London, i got another one. Go on in. Uh, yeah, I think London, Pickens. Uh, it's not really, Pickens. is it? Yeah, <laughs> Georgie, really. Georgie Pickens. I think he's the best. I think Pickens is the best receiver. I, I, I just, I, I thought we all did. Me and Roberto spoke about this before. Even yeah. you know, early, early February, I couldn't believe that um, some of them, some people had them outside the top like five or six receivers. It was shocking for us when we watched him. Um, but London's in the best situation. Let's be honest; he's going to be on the field. Um, and Mario just looks okay actually in camp. Um, I actually got quite a lot of faith in Mariota. Not many people do, but uh, he's not a bad. He's not a bad quarterback as well. If you want to take late, because I think he will start the season. I, I don't know how really being from behind, Falcons don't throw the ball quite a lot. You know, Pitts and it's only going to go to Pitts and London at the moment. You know, what I can see, maybe Patterson sprinkled in here and there, but I think they'll be a bad team, and I think they'll be trailing a lot. So I think London will get his targets. 
Whereas Pickens got to get on the field first. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Lyndon's the more obvious choice because you said, yeah, he's going to get yeah. peppered with targets. He's going to get over 100 targets this year, whereas exactly. Pickens probably won't. But as a talent and what I've seen in, in mm-hmm. pre-season so far, or camp, he looks he looks the real deal. But uh, Mariota's a good shout mine for a top. Yeah, that's We could have gone with Mariota, Mariota for the quarterback. And Daniel really. Jones, anyone who runs. But let me just throw another name in there for the rookie because I think Ken Walker, Kenneth Walker, if we already know, you know, the flashed up Penny, if as soon as Penny gets injured, I think we're talking with three. If that's a long-term injury, Walker could easily win this offense player of the year because he gets the walk. So, you know, the work he's going to get. Um, I know you know we won't talk about any other running backs probably, but we can't see Hall getting there. I think as the offensive player of the year, but someone like Walker will get more work than Hall should there be an injury. That's for sure. ADP as well, I think with him as well. Yeah, probably getting yeah. quite quite late. <laughs> Nice. Oh, some great picks there. Love it. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore Play Action Pass and our website, playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content. So check out the feed, check out the website. Uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content. So please do play to us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, anything we can do to improve, anything you like, what you want to see more of, all of your questions. Uh, and we'll answer those on the show or we'll answer them on feed, depending on their agency. Um, to reach out to us individually, find Tony at LightTank7, Rob at TeamBest10, and me at MattMayFF on Twitter. Like I said, send us your questions. We'll answer them on the next episode, or if it's super urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and support the show. Bye.